Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you're brand new to this show, shows all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So, I know I have been a little late on getting this Theros Beyond Death set review completely out. Um, what's funny is when I finished the white and blue episodes... Um, not even a day later, I was going to be working on the black one. And as I was talking, I kept coughing, coughing, couldn't even finish. Like, like I'd finish one card, cough my brains out and I'm just pretty much keel over and feel like I'm dying. Um, go to lay down, go take a nap. And it was early in the morning too. And I wake up a few hours later and I got the flu. So it was all of last week. Pretty much was down for the count, having the flu, couldn't really talk, couldn't do anything. Plus, my family got the flu, too. My wife and kids um, got it as well. So, it's been been pretty rough, but I'm back and going to be getting on with finishing this set review. I know it's a little bit late. Pre-release has already happened and all that good stuff. So, But, anyways, I still want to do it because it's a lot of fun, and I promise I would do it anyway because I want to get it done. And yeah, so before we begin, um, Magic Zuby can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. Um, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Magic with Zuby, on Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby, and email me at mtgzuby at gmail.com. Um, if you want to help support the show, the show does have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Magic with Zuby. And this show is also sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Uh, LegitMTG.com is the place to buy your magic singles and sealed product out there. And yeah, that that's yeah. So any order over two dollars or more has free shipping at LegitMTG.com. So let's go and begin. Uh, we're going to be getting the black cards out of the way here. And I, I don't want to say out of the way, but we're just going to start doing the black cards and then go on from there. So once again, I apologize for the little bit late in delay. It's, you know, getting the flu suck. So without further ado, here we go. All right, starting off with Agonizing Remorse, which is one in a black sorcery. Target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it or a card from their graveyard. Exile that card. You lose one life. The sharp memory of Daxos's death stabbed into Elspeth's soul. So something like this is going to be really important if you're in if you're in the black color um something like this would be pretty important in in something like limited such as sealed or draft so being able to choose a non-land card basically a creature card with escape or even a planeswalker with escape and being able to exile it is very 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 handy or to get rid of that one pesky card there that would be a card that i'd be I wouldn't say highly sought after, but it, especially if I'm in sealed, that would be a card I would not mind slotting into my deck at all. Now, as far as constructed play goes and standard, this could be a decent sideboard card, I can imagine. Um, I haven't really been paying too much attention to what's been going on in standard right now since Theros has been out, but something like this, I would definitely think about slotting into a sl sideboard slot for sure. Next up, we've got Afima the Cacophony. 
uh, one in a black legendary enchantment creature harpy that's a rare it's a two one with flying at the beginning of your end step you may exile an enchantment card from your graveyard if you do create a two two black zombie creature token sing beauty sing for death and for the dead says ashiok so a two one for two with flying is not bad and then the ability to be able to try to poop out zombie creature tokens for enchantment cards in your graveyard you know that is not too bad either in something like limited because if you don't have ways to get those enchantment cards back then you might as well just exile them and create zombies it's i yeah i, I kind of like this a lot now would this be a pack one pick one for me mm, if there's nothing better obviously but other than that it's i i like that one it's flying and two it can just poop out zombie creature tokens if if you have the enchantments in a graveyard so next up we've got aspect of lamprey uh three and a black enchantment or that's a common enchant creature you control when aspect of lamprey enters the battlefield target opponent discards two cards enchanted creature has lifelink some aspire to be mighty like the lion or the hydra i am the parasite that feeds on them all so something in like limited when you're having your opponent discard cards can be pretty detrimental to them but you have to be careful with a card like this because not only does it feed your opponent's graveyard with escape, but they could also put an escape card in there, such as one of the Elder Giants, that will just help them out even more. So this is sort of a double-edged sword, or this would be something really low on my pick be because you don't want to feed them the escape cards or, or possibly if they manage to pull an Elder Giant or anything like that. So be very, very, very cautious about even choosing a card like this normally in a any other set this wouldn't be that bad but in a set like pharaohs yeah this is this may this seems like a card that may be a little bit tricky here next up we've got blight breath kata kata oh, i can't pronounce this Cadobl kadoblipas uh, I, I really don't know how to pronounce that c-a-t-o-b-l-e-p-a-s katoblipas pet pod i don't know i'm sorry <laughs> four double black it's a beast creature that's a common it's a three two when the center's a battlefield target creature an opponent controls gets neg x neg x until in a turn where x is your devotion to black wherever it walks famine follows behind so for six mana it's a three two but it has a devotion effect where you can essentially try to kill a creature um at worst this can kill a 2-2 creature but for six mana for a 3-2 god that's just the body on this creature is not very good at all but the effect of being able to possibly kill a creature makes it slightly better but this would not be high on my pick at all this would be sort of like a mid to late pick if there's nothing better i'd better i'd better have make sure i had a lot of good devotion to black before i even put something like this in Next up, we've got Cling to Dust for one black. It's an instant uncommon. Exile target card from a graveyard. If it was a creature card, you gain three life. Three life. Otherwise, you draw a card. Uh, has escape three and a black, and you exile five other cards from your graveyard. In bleak, Tizerus, all hope crumbles in your grasp. So being able to exile a creature card, or being actually, you can exile any target card from a graveyard. Uh, something like this would be pretty useful in, in limited and draft and being able to do it over and over again makes it that much better too. So this could be a pretty high to mid pick uh, being able to 
stop those pesky escape cards from coming back. Black seems to that seems to be the theme of black so far of being able to try to get rid of those pesky escape cards here. Uh, next up, we've got Discordant Piper for one and a black. It's a zombie satyr uh, common. It's a 2-1. When the dies, create a 0-1 white goat creature token. The death of the party is the flavor text. I mean, it's a 2-1 for 2, and it creates a 0-1 white goat creature token. On the card by itself is, eh, I mean, it's okay. This is sort of one of those late picks. You have nothing better to pick out and and limit in plus being able to the white goat creature token is a good sack effect if you have anything like that in your deck and um and otherwise it's uh, yeah pretty low pick in my opinion here uh next we've got drag to the underworld it's two double black instant uncommon the spell costs x less to cast where x is your devotion to black destroy target creature the more you struggle against death the tighter its grip becomes so this is a kind of really good uh, removal spell here um at most you know at most you're gonna pay four mana for it but obviously if you're playing some cheap black creatures you can either pay three or two to be able to destroy target creature the uh yeah this this would definitely be an early to mid pick for me even possibly a pack one pick one because it's some pretty good removal there and can be really cheap possibly next up we've got eat to extinction that's three and a black it's an instant rare exile target creature or planeswalker look at the top card of your library you may put that card into your graveyard Kroxa devours what he may not for sustenance or pleasure but because it is in his nature he's unending hunger given form says clothy's god of destiny so for four mana you exile target creature or planeswalker okay that's pretty good removal and then you can possibly put the top card of your library into your graveyard so if you do have any kind of elder giants or anything like that uh, something a card like this would be very 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 handy uh, to me this is also another kind of premium removal because you're being to exile a creature or planeswalker and in something like limited that's pretty pretty good that this would be possibly a pack one pick one for me if there's literally nothing um, well looking at the uncommons first see if there's anything anything better but this is premium removal for you right here all right next up we've got elspeth's nightmare for tuna black it's an enchantment saga uncommon uh chapter one destroy target creature and opponent controls a power two or less chapter two target opponent reveals their hand you choose a non-creature non-land card from it that player discards the card and number three exile target opponent's graveyard uh for three mana you get all this i yeah i kind of like this this would be an early to mid pick for me uh does this see any kind of constructed play at all um i i wouldn't think so off the top of my head i i think i'd rather be doing something better at three mana than this but yeah as far as limited goes heck yeah that's a that's an early to mid pick for sure next up we've got enemy of enlightenment for five and a black it is a uncommon enchantment creature demon that's a five five it has flying enemy of enlightenment gets neg one neg one for each card in your opponent's hands at the beginning of your upkeep each player discards a card and the flavor text evil flourishes where ignorance drives says parasophia the philosopher per parasophia well, i don't god these names i can't stand them the so the fact that it gets neg one neg one for each card in your opponent's hand so if they you wouldn't want to play this if they have all seven cards in hand then this just dies when it hits the battlefield obviously 
the beginning of your upkeep, each player discards a card. For a six mana bomb for 5-5 five five with flying, it's not bad, but I've always got a feeling it's never going to be a 5-5 five five in your when it comes out on the battlefield. And this is one of those, it looks good on paper, but I don't think it plays very well because just the fact that it's never going to be a 5-5 five five unless you're you know, drafting a deck that there's just a whole bunch of discard for your, for your uh, opponent there. Um, I'd be careful with something like this. This would be a mid mid to late pick for me, and th- this is one of those cards that, to me, it seems tricky that it's good. Uh, next up, we've got Erebos, the Bleak Hearted, for three and a black. It's a god legendary enchantment creature that's a mythic. It's a five six with indestructible. As long as your devotion to black is less than five, it is not a creature. Whenever another creature you control dies, you may pay two life if you do draw a card. That's pretty good. And you can pay one and a black to sack another creature. Target creature gets neg two, neg one until end of turn. So on the surface, a four mana five six, which doesn't seem too hard to be able to activate as a creature. That's pretty good for a mythic bomb. Whenever another creature you control dies, you may pay two life if you do draw a card. Uh, Being able to draw a card is good. Uh, You need to make see if you have you, this does create a sack outlet to where if you need to draw a card or try to take care of a pesky creature they may have um is this a pack one pick one bomb it i mean unless you have a lot of sack outlets and can be able to kill other creatures easily like this i don't see this being the most amazing god out of the five for it the the fact that just being able to draw cards makes it pretty good but at the expense of your life which is a black thing but just having a five six indestructible is also good so yeah this would be a pack one pick one for me um also because it's also a really good card and i could definitely see a lot of use in it in edh especially my mono black ayara deck that i'm building but yeah otherwise it just seems it's not one of the gods that excites me that much. Not as much as like Thassa or Heliod or anything like that. Because those two are definitely more pests compared to Erebos here. Uh, next up, we've got Erebos's Intervention for X and a black. It's an instant. Choose one. Tart creature gets neg X, neg X until end of turn. You gain X life. and Or exile up to twice X target cards from graveyards. I bring a death. None can escape. Ooh pretty on the nose flavor text for that there as well too so a target creature gets neg x neg x which is good pretty good removal and all you gain life that's always a bonus too and then or exiling target cards from graveyards it's this could be a pack one pick one for me now will this see any kind of playing constructed it's possible for i mean there is better removal where you're not having to dump you know mana into this but i mean if anything it'd be a sideboard card i think if i were to think about that in constructed next up we've got final death for four and a black it's an instant common that exiles target creature uh, the underworld erodes memory identity and eventually the physical form leaving only crumbling statues called misera hollow mo- monuments to mortal futility so exiling target creature for five mana this could possibly be a pack one pick one if there's if the rare is complete crap 
and the uncommons are just not going to do anything good for you. Being able to exile creatures is a premium in a set like this, as discussed before. Uh, next up, we've got Fruit of Tizerus. Tizerus? Yeah, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Tizerus? For one black, it's a sorcery common. Target player loses two life. You can pay the escape cost for throwing your black, exile three other cards from your graveyard. A one spiny tree with bitter fruit grows in the realm of Tizerus outside the palace of Erebos. So target player loses two life for one mana and then also being able to do it again for four mana. Not the greatest kind of deal. Um, very, 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 very low pick. If not, this be a late pick in black. Next up, we've got Funeral Rites for two and a black sorcery. You draw two cards, lose two life, and put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Funerary uh, masks help the newly dead resist the erosion of memory and identity in the underworld. So being able to draw two cards is really great. Losing two life, eh, you know, it's like some other draw cards like Read the Bones and all that. And then being to putting top two cards of your library into your graveyard, not the worst thing in the world either. And, and a set like this so yeah i i would probably take be a probably a mid pick if there's nothing better in black here next up we've got Gravebreaker lamia for four and a black it is an enchantment creature snake lamia rare it's a four four with lifelink when the center is battlefield search your library for a card put it into your graveyard then shuffle your library spells you cast from your graveyard cost one less to cast Ooh, this is not bad at all so five mana four four you get to tutor up an escape card and being able to spend one less mana to cast it yes Yes, even if this dies right away, just the fact that you can search for maybe an Elder Giant or another really good escape card makes this really good. This could be potentially a pack one pick one for me if, yeah, because even a 4-4 four four with lifelink, you know, that's not a bad body for five mana as well. Next up, we've got good old Gary, Gray Merchant of Asphodel. For three double black, it's a zombie uncommon. It's a 2-4. When this enters the battlefield, each opponent loses X life, where X is your devotion to black. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. So at worst, this will net you two life, and they lose two life as well. At best, you know, you could potentially do quite a bit of damage, like five, six, six damage, and gain six life as well, too. So... Something like this is always, always, always very handy to have, especially if you have multiple gray merchants in in your draft deck or sealed pool. Yeah, this would be something you'll definitely want to do. Uh, this is definitely high up there on the pick, either a very early to mid pick. Uh, next up, we've got Grim Physician for one black. It's a zombie common creature. It's a one-to-one. When this dies, target creature and opponent controls gets neg one, neg one until end of turn. The returned retain no memory of their identities, but sometimes they mindlessly attempt familiar tasks. So, and this is a very late pick. If anything, it's pretty, pretty, not, not very good. I mean, the fact that, say, you block a 2-2 two -two with it, you know, they'll have one damage on them, then that you can kill it with the neg one, neg one. So that's not the worst, but it's also kind of meh. I don't really care too much about it. All right, next up, we've got Hateful Edelon for one black. 
It is an enchantment creature spirits and uncommon. It's a one, two with lifelink. Whenever enchanted creature dies, draw a card for each aura you controlled that was attached to it. From the echoes of a violent life, a terrible foe is born. So enchantment auras are pretty good in this set and not even some that you don't even mind drafting or putting in your sealed pool as well. So something like this to where it allows you to draw a card for when that creature inevitably dies or you sack it is that much better because you want to be able to draw through your deck so this could be more of a mid pick i think because this is, is not a very high pick but say so even in a sealed pool i i think about putting this just as a one drop because a one two with lifelink right away early game is not too bad you're able to block most stuff with it uh, next up, we've got Inevitable End for two and a black. It's an enchantment aura uncommon. Uh, this enchant creatures, enchanted creature has, at the beginning of your upkeep, sack a creature. Uh, how many more will die before you accept your fate, says Erebos, God of the Dead. So this card I actually played in my pre-release sealed pool, and this was really handy to have because I would enchant their big creature with it, and they would either sack that creature right away or sack another creature because they want to be able to keep it so this is a i like this a lot this i in sealed i would definitely put this in and um draft i'd probably do an early to mid pick for something like this uh, next up we've got lamp hat lamp head of death's vigil uh for one in a black it's a nymph enchantment creature that's a common it's a one three you can pay one to sack a creature each opponent loses one life and you gain one life grief struck sh she weeps for each mortal's final death Similia Malatian Poet. So, like I said before, uh, something like this, where if you have that one creature that gives you a 0-1 goat token, and you have a sack outlet, this would be something good to go with it. Uh, this would be a mid to late pick for me, it, unless you have a deck that you know, revolves around sack outlets. Otherwise, this is kind of eh, not the greatest. Next up, we've got Minion's Return for Tuna Black. It's an enchantment aura uncommon. You can flash enchant creature. When enchanted creature dies, return that card to the battlefield under your control. As a mortal, Phoenix was the first to escape the underworld. As a god, he brings his pawns along the same dark path. So, I, yeah, this would be, I wouldn't say an early pick, but this would be a card I would not mind having, maybe an early to mid pick. Because you'd want to be able to do something like this on a really good creature or maybe a creature that has a really good ETB effect. And when they die, you just return it to the battlefield. That's that's really good. Um, I, I kind of like that a lot. Then plus, since it has flash, you can just flash it in as soon as it's about to die or something like that. So... Next, we have Meyer Triton. It's a one in a black zombie merfolk uncommon. It's a 2-1 with death touch. When this enters the battlefield, put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard and you gain two life. Caught between life and death, between land and sea, between thought and oblivion. So a 2-1 for two that has death touch is not bad at all. Uh, enters the battlefield, put the top two cards of your graveyard into your, put of your library into your graveyard and you gain two life. I mean, it helps feed escape cards and all that. Downside, you know, you could put a really good card into your graveyard. But, you know, th that's why you have mechanics like escape or you know, pretty pretty much escape to help feed that. So this would be sort of a mid to late pick for me. I, I like the death touch on this, but otherwise it's kind of meh for me. 
Uh, next up, we've got Meyer's Grasp for one and a black. It's an enchantment or a common. It's an enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets nake three, nake three. Those caught attempting to escape the underworld spend the rest of their existence trapped in the mire of punishment. So being able to enchant a creature, give them nake three, nake three for possible removal is good, especially for two mana. Uh, this would be a probably early to mid pick for me. Uh, I would definitely slot this into my seal pool as well, too, if I were to if I were to uh, get this in one of my packs. Next up, we've got Mogus's Favor for one black and enchantment or a common enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus two, neg one, and it has escape for two and a black. You have to exile two other cards from your graveyard. Rage Crown Mogus swiftly rewards the virtue of brutality. So this card I actually put in my sealed pool in the pre-release, and this one actually did a lot of work for me. Not only did I use this to buff my own creatures to help kill my opponent quicker, but I also put this on my opponent's creatures as well just to be able to kill them if they had one toughness. It was definitely, definitely worth it, and being able to play this over and over again was pretty fun as well too. So I wouldn't say in draft I would not put this high on my pick priority list, but most likely a mid to late pick as well. This does some work for you, but it's there's better enchantments out there. Next up, we've got Nightmare Shepherd for two and double black. It's an enchantment creature demon that's a rare, has flying, it's a 4-4. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, you may exile it if you do create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a 1-1 and it's a nightmare in addition to its other types. This, to me, would be definitely a pack one pick one because you would be able to just create copies of your other creatures and especially if they have etb effects that is really really good uh nightmare shepherd combined with something like the lamp head of death's vigil to be able to have a sack outlet is really really good uh in my opinion this would be a definite pack one pick one now would this see any kind of playing constructed it's possible maybe something like mono black devotion where you your gary gets killed right and you just create a copy of that Gary, and now it's boom. You just get hit with that freaking devotion lost again. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely do a pack one, pick one for this for sure. Uh, next up, we've got Nyxborn Marauder. Uh, for two double black, it's a Minotaur enchantment creature. It's a common. It's a 4-3. Kalafi guided them into the darkness of Hetos, the Black Mire. Bloodhorned Minotaur circled them, axes a glimmer and shadow, the Calafia. So for two double black, it's a Minotaur that's a 4-3. You know, probably a very mid to late pick, especially if you're heavy into black. The devotion for that is really good. And a 4-3 for four, eh, I mean, could be better, but not the worst. It's a common, so what are you going to do? Next up, you've got Omen of the Dead for one black. It's an enchantment common with flash. When this enters the battlefield, return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. I like that. And you can pay two and a black to sack this and scry two. My time will come when life's frantic striving will fade into the boundless quiet of death. Obviously, I like the blue Omen better. Uh, omen that Thassa's Omen. I forget what it's called off the top of my head. But something like this, being able to return target creature card from your graveyard. Not the worst thing. You know, you do this you do this at the end of your opponent's turn something like that um now as far as in draft this would probably be a mid to late pick for me because it's not the most exciting thing and you want to be able to do other stuff as well too um yeah 
and, and something like sealed, probably the same thing. This would be sort of one of those, okay, I have nothing better to do in my pool, but at least I can return a creature card from my graveyard. Next up, we've got Farika's Libation uh, for two and a black. It's an instant common. You can choose one, target opponent sacks a creature, or target opponent sacks an enchantment. If you will not pour your drink out for me, I shall pour mine out for you. So something like this could be handy if they have a god creature, and that is the only enchantment they have out. This could be... this. This would definitely be an, a mid to late pick for me in draft, and this would be more of a sideboard card for me. I, well, no, I, I could probably still put this in my main deck for draft because just being able to sack a creature is pretty good for for you. Um, I mean, if they choose a, an escape creature, you know, oh well. But, you know, it still gets them off the board and gives you a turn or two to be able to do something about it. So... Yeah, yeah, this could be an early to mid pick now that I'm thinking about it again. And plus the ability for it to be able to get rid of one of the gods too is that much better. Next up, we've got Farika Spawn for three and a black. It's a Gorgon Uncommon creature. It's a three, four. Has escape, five and a black. Exile three other cards from your graveyard. When this this escapes with two one one counters on it, when it enters the battlefield this way, each opponent sacks a non-Gorgon creature. Yeah, this would be definitely an early pick for me. Um, because it's just four, a four mana, three, four, not too bad. It's got some good toughness and then the escape cost is a little bit high, but you know, when you do pay the escape, you get a five, six out of this and your opponents are going to sack a creature. So yeah, I, I like this a lot. This would be a pretty early, early pick, early to mid pick for sure. Uh, next up, we've got Rage Scarred Berserker for four and a black. It's a Minotaur Berserker creature. That's a common. It's a 5-4. When this enters the battlefield, uh, target creature you control gets plus one, plus zone gains indestructible until end of turn. The fear of the slaughter god Mogus burns within him. Yeah, I played this in my sealed deck, and this did some work for me as well, too, being able to just target a good creature just to get some damage. And yeah, th this would be something I definitely put on my seal pool in black. And as far as draft goes, more of a mid to late pick for me. Next up, we've got Scavenging Harpy for two and a black. It's a harpy creature. It's a common. It's a 2-1 with flying. When this enters the battlefield, exile target card from opponent's graveyard. Desecrating the dead is a convenient way for harpies to expand their foul collection. So three mana for a 2-1 flyer. Not bad on the surface. And then being able to exile a card from your opponent's graveyard. Also not too bad as well, too. Um, would definitely see play in sealed and in in draft as well. Uh, you know, mid to late pick in draft. Uh, next up, we've got Soul Reaper of Mogus for two and a black. It's a Minotaur Shaman. It's a common. It's an enchantment creature. It's a two three. You can pay two and a black to sack a creature and draw a card. We offer to Mogus the blood of the weak in return. He makes us strong. So being able to draw a card by sacking a creature, yeah, give it to me. Um, it's a pretty good common in my opinion and this would be a mid to late pick because the drawing cards is you always want to be able to draw cards and limited uh, next up we've got temple thief for one and a black it's a human rogue creature it's a common it's a two two this can't be blocked by enchanted creatures or enchantment creatures i don't know if the gods watch over their temples but i figure it's best to be stealthy just in case so with a set where there's going to be a lot of enchanted creatures and enchantment creatures, this is pretty decent 
and just getting in some damage, sneaking in some damage there. Uh, not high on my pick list, but definitely if there's nothing better, and I'm and I know I'm heavy in black, then yeah, I would I would choose something like this. Next up, we've got Treacherous Blessing for two and a black. It's an enchantment rare. When this enters the battlefield, draw three cards. Whenever you cast a spell, you lose one life. When this becomes a target of a spell or ability, sac sacrifice it. Phoenix is generous with gifts and unforgiving of debts. Debts. So drawing three cards, that's awesome. Whenever you cast a spell, you lose a life. Ugh. That's where things get a little bit tricky because drawing three cards for three mana in black is pretty good but the losing one life over and over again and if you don't have a way to get rid of it you're eventually just gonna help your opponent kill yourself you know um and this will not be a pack one pick one for me god th this is oh god I i'm like torn on it i want it because i want the draw three cards but the drawback of it scares me a little bit uh, when i look at it so yeah this could probably be an early to mid pick if there's really nothing better for it i feel like this is one of those trap cards all right next up we've got timerit calls the dead for tuna black it's a rare enchantment saga uh, chapters one and two say put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard then you may exile a creature or enchantment card from your graveyard if you do create a 2-2 black zombie creature token and chapter three is you gain x life and scry x where x is the number of zombies you control um as far as a rare, so at most, if you do create a two, two so at most you're going to have two zombies and you're going to gain two life and scry two. Th that's going to be at most, just on if you don't have any other zombies or anything like that. I'm not too thrilled about that card either. I mean, it helps feed, you know, any kind of Elder Giant or any other escape cards, and you you can possibly get a 2-2 zombie creature token out of it. I mean, you may whiff and put three lands in chapters one or two and you only get, you know, and not get anything. So, um, I would be kind of cautious with this. This would not be a pack one pick one. This would be more of a mid to late pick, if anything. I, I wouldn't even be thrilled to put this in my draft deck, to be honest. Unless there's some awesome reason that you'd want this and I'm just not seeing it. But I'm not seeing it all. Uh, next up, we've got Timurit Chosen from Death. It's a double black legendary enchantment creature demigod. It's an uncommon. It's two, and the toughness is a star. Uh, Timurit's toughness is equal to your devotion to black. Uh, you can pay one and a black to exile up to two target cards from graveyards. You gain one life for each creature card exiled this way. So, at, at best, it's going to be a 2-2 two -two when it comes into the battlefield, but then it's just going to get stronger. And then you can basically exile two target cards from your opponent's graveyard and b being able to stop them from you know getting their elder giant out or their uh, other kind of escape creatures out as well too or or just not or getting rid of their escape fodder as well too in case like say they have an elspeth planeswalker or something like that that tries to escape so yeah, this would be a little bit high on the pick list, maybe early to mid-pick. And yeah, I, I did play this on my pre-release sealed deck, and it, it did some work for me as well, too. 
Next up, we've got Underworld Charger for two and a black. It's a nightmare horse creature. That's a common. It's a three, three. Uh, this can't block. It does have escape with four and a black. You exile three other cards and this escapes with two one, one counters on it. So making it a five, five at best if this were to die. Uh, so three, three that can't block, you know, this is just be one of those almost one of those you treat it as attacks every turn if able type cards because nothing else you could do with it um maybe possibly i mean yeah you could not just attack in blindly but you know a three three for three is not too bad but the camp block kind of knocks it down a peg or two so this would be a mid to late pick and draft and yeah uh, next up, we've got a reprint of Underworld Dreams for three double black enchantment. Whenever an opponent draws a card, this deals one damage to that player. It's an uncommon now instead of it being a rare. Uh, dreams are just one more form of torture or torment. And uh, yeah, so something like in draft or sealed, uh, this would be pretty good to have. Not only does it really help feed your devotion to any cards that such as Timur or Erebos or even Gary. Uh, this also is very pesky for your opponent if they draw a lot of cards. It's just going to keep knocking them down a peg or two. So, yeah, I I would, wouldn't be a high pick for me, but more of a mid to late pick. And definitely would pr try to find a place in my sealed pool if possible. Next up, we've got Venomous Hierophant. For three and a black, it's a Gorgon Cleric. That's a common. It's a 3-3 with Death Touch. When this enters the battlefield, put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. Many have sought Snake Twin Farika's Panacea. Do you wish to share their fate? Uh, so a 3-3 for four with Death Touch, and plus it being able to help <coughs> feed uh, your escape fodder. Uh, something like that. I like it because of the Death Touch more than anything. And it being a 3-3 that has a pretty decent body on it as well. The For 4 mana, I would... This would be more of a mid to late pick for me in draft, though. It could possibly find a home in sealed as well, too. Um, yeah, that's all I really have to say about that one. And then last but certainly not least, we've got Woe Strider. For Tuna Black, it's a horror creature that's a rare. It's a 3-2. When this enters the battlefield, create a 0-1 white goat creature token. You can sack another creature to scry one. Uh, this has escape for 3 and double black. You have to exile 4 of the cards, though. Uh, this escapes with 2-1-1 counters on it. And then you also get to create another goat creature token with it. Uh, this would definitely not be a pack one pick one for me, unless there's nothing better in any of the cards. Uh, it it has a I like this the sack outlet because get, being able to scry one put crappy cards on the bottom of your deck. Um, otherwise, I mean it's just a three two, and then it could possibly become a five or a, a four three. When, oh no 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 with two one one counters so it's a five four. Sorry, uh, thought I just said one 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 counter. Uh, so yeah, like I said, this wouldn't be a pack one pick one unless there's nothing better in the uncommons or any of the commons. So there you have it. There is the set review for all the black cards for Theros Beyond Death. And hope you enjoyed what you listened to. Uh, you know, if you want to reach out to me, uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Magic with Zuby, on Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby, or email me at mtgzuby at gmail.com. Uh, hope you really enjoyed listening to it. Uh, thank you again, and be prepared for the next episode where we discuss all the red cards 
for Theris Beyond Death. Thanks, everyone.